You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of BNI, The Australian Story. We are up to number 48, episode 48, and getting closer and closer to that big five O since we started this time last year. I'm here with our executive director and co-host, Mr. Brent Edwards. Hi, Brent. Hi, V. How are you? We've nearly oh. reached our ages here in podcast. <laughs> fabulous. When you said that to me this morning and said this is episode 48, I was kind of, it's been a bit of a, bit, a, bit of a crazy journey, hasn't it? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. But uh, it's been a lot of fun talking to a lot of people and, uh, and, and getting around the place. And hopefully we can bring you a lot more interviews like we have in the first 47 episodes and, and get out and about in this, uh, in this wide country of ours for B&I. And we, you know, we have 6,300 plus members Australia wide. So they've all got stories and we want to hear them all and we want to share them. And uh, we want to help members get a bit of uh, inspiration and, and traction through what we do by sharing those stories. Well, that's actually the perfect segue to our next guest. And I'm sure you didn't write that down. I'm sure that that just uh, came freely for you. So what yeah, that was, that was off the top of the head. Completely off the cuff, but absolutely perfect <laughs> as we're talking about inspiration from BNI. So take it away. So uh, we are off to um, just in Newcastle, just south of Newcastle in New South Wales now, with uh, and our guest today is Geraldine Moran, and she is CEO and founder of Centre for Hope, and she's in uh, one of our chapters in that part of the world as their not-for-profit charity member. But uh, the interesting thing, as we'll hear from today, she wasn't always in BNI as a uh, as a not-for-profit, she had a previous life uh, within BNI, and uh, welcome, Geraldine, Geraldine, to our uh, to our podcast today. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Veronica. Hi. Lovely to be here. Now, um, can you tell us uh, um, your your business and uh, what Centre for Hope does? We might just start with that uh, right now, so we can bring our listeners up to speed. Yeah, so Centre for Hope, we work with young people and we do a coaching and mentoring program. So we work in schools, we've got drop-in centres, homework centre, and basically it's to empower a young person to believe in themselves, to achieve what they want to in life and to show them that it is possible. Because for some of our young people, and particularly during COVID, they've felt that they don't have a purpose or even a future. So we're there to, to try and encourage them otherwise and to empower the in in believing in themselves. I love that, what you do there with young people and uh, if we can influence young people the right way and get them on the right track early, they don't seem to go off the rails and uh, they can set themselves up a bit better and become uh, good citizens as adults. So um, what BNI chapter are you in now? So I'm with BNI Thrive now. So it's a great, funky, um, young chapter. I'm probably one of the oldest members. Um, and so I make sure my knees are ready to jump up to do my 45 or 60 seconds. Um, <laughs> but it's great to be part of it and back in the BNI sort of family and threshold. 
We and, are actually uh, we are getting a lot of younger members into BNI across Australia. I'm noticing it now. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's great to see. It really is, and it's wonderful to still be part of that and 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 get some of that energy of new businesses and people that want to. Well, I'm going to say it thrive. <laughs> and well, I've seen some advertisements around the world, actually, some regions uh, advertising saying this is not the BNI your dad went to. Oh, what a great promo! Yeah, and yeah, and that's exactly right. And I'm sure Geraldine would be able to elaborate a bit more on this because this is Geraldine's second time around in BNI. She was a member about ten years ago for two or three years, and this time around she's been. Uh, in BNI for the last six months. So, can you tell us uh, about that and some of the changes you've seen from 10 years ago to now? Oh, look, what I've seen is just amazing. The When I was there 10 years ago, it was fantastic. It made me a much better person, a much better CEO. In fact, it started Centre for Hope because I got the confidence and I was encouraged by both the director of the chapter but also my fellow members. And there was just the start of a lot more of a lot of education at the time. And believe it, back then we used to have CDs where we'd get Ivan Meisner would send out CDs and we'd listen to the CDs in our cars. That was our education. So you can imagine what it was like for me seeing the apps and seeing just the amount of podcasts, the learning that you can take and just how that makes you as an individual grow exponentially, but also how it makes the chapters grow and, and ultimately your business and the people that you work with and support through your businesses so it's for me it's been such a a wonderful return to see just what's possible in 10 years with an organization that's passionate and that has people that connect to it with the same level of passion and inspiration i can tell you some of those cds were gold and <laughs> uh and i was and and it's funny you mentioned that because i was just going through my office the other day and i and i i, I keep on finding them <laughs> I don't know where they've come from, but over the years, um, they've you know, I've collected them, and and we used to make copies and, and give them out to uh, to the membership as well. And over the years, I've found more CDs, and um, I just found three or four the other day, and I just threw them straight in the bin um, <laughs> because everything's online now. Everything's on on uh, BNI Uni. Everything's um, or BNI Business Builder, I should say, it's changed. And everything's digital. We really don't need them. And the funny thing is, there was a lot of gold back there, and and we know all the stuff. But um, there's always, and it's funny with a lot of the education, you always go back to some of those things that you learnt from those days, and they're still relevant today. And uh, and you think about things, you say, well, why did we stop doing that? We've actually gone this way, and we've come back to doing it again. Why'd we stop doing it in the first place? Because we've seen some bright, shiny object somewhere and said, ah, oh, this is going to be the uh, the next, you know, the next silver bullet that we need uh, for our BNI journey. But um, we end up going back to those, that old gold that's uh, that's come there a lot of the time and and some of those old theories. So um, when you were introduced to BNI first time around and this time around, who introduced you each time? So the first time around, it was a business colleague that introduced me. And this time around, it was again through business. It was um, we at Centre for Hope are wanting to grow, wanting to be sustainable. And we um, were introduced to a business um, development 
manager and um, advisor. And so Mel Thornton is in our chapter at BNI Thrive and is also a director. And she said, well, why don't you give it a go as a charity? And, and it made sense also having the trust that Mel had established with us as Centre for Hope made me feel really comfortable going into something. And I've got to say, it was really daunting. There are about 30. It was the first week um, after the COVID restrictions um, had relaxed. So we were back in meeting live, not just um, over Zoom. So it was quite daunting to see, you know, about 36 faces and me step into the, the lion pit again. But having that trust established through Mel made it really easy. And the welcome that everyone gave to come back was, you know, it just reminded me what I'd lost in 10 years of not being part of BNI. Yeah, I know Mel's. Mel's great. And um, I've met Mel a few times during our uh, director travels uh, from that part of the world with uh, with Robin Christian Hartup as your executive directors. Big shout out to uh, Christian for uh, for um, introducing us today. So can you tell us a bit more how um, your B&I journey actually helped you set up Centre for Hope? Yeah, it was one of those things. Um, I'd written a book and so I was interested, you know, for the first time in my life, I thought I've got something interesting to say, you know, and I don't always believe that in myself. I always believe it in someone else. And so the director at the time was really supportive of the book, but it also, I was a coach, so it made me step up every week and talk about what I was doing. And 10 years ago, people didn't really understand what a coach was. And so it gave me great practice in, in, speaking about being a coach but the more I spoke about being a coach the more I realized that young people if they had what I was learning in my sort of late 30s, early 40s, if I'd have had that as a young person, where would I be? Like the education that we get with BNI is like a, a free throw for our membership and we should really grab it because there's so many great ideas and a lot of them are coaching ideas. And so Centre for Hope grew from that understanding that sometimes things go wrong in life. If we've got strategies and skill sets to move forward with it, then we can like get over and jump over those hiccups and little sort of streams a lot quicker. And B and I taught me that and it gave me the strength to start Centre for Hope and talking to like, you know, um, setting up insurances, setting up the lawyers, all of that sort of thing was connected through my BNI chapter. So it made it such a simple thing for me to then go from being an individual coach, albeit with my own company, to setting up something that was much bigger than myself, but with the support of the BNI members at the time, some of which are still friends and business colleagues. And, you know, and six months into the new chapter, it's allowing me to to develop the same business relationships, but also friendships amongst the chapter members who are now supporting the work of Centre for Hope. So BNI is that link to not only your self-development, but your business development. And for me, it's always been such a strong link of, I have a lot of heart space, um, you know, originally I was a lawyer, so I've got a lot of, you know, sort of nous in terms of business, but sometimes you just don't have the self-confidence or the self-worth to do it. B and I gave me that missing step. Oh, I, um, and, sorry, V. No, that, that's okay. I think um, both of us have just got so many questions, but I just, I know that you just mentioned um, that B and I has been helping 
your business. And so in the business of Centre for Hope, how is your chapter helping you and supporting you at the moment? What kind of help and support have you been asking for in your 30, 45-second presentations? And also just a reminder that charities are businesses, non-for-profits are businesses. So as much as sometimes as a chapter we feel like maybe we it's going to be hard to bring a non-for-profit in to take advantage of that membership that's being offered, we need to really explain to the non-for-profit that there's so much business value within the BNI chapter waiting for them. Yeah, that's that's true, Veronica. If we look at what it's done for Centre for Hope, we can start with just simple things like um, running a Bunnings barbecue. We've got willing helpers within the chapter and that saves us time and money and it makes money for it. You know, that's at a very simple level. We've got chapter members that want to volunteer to be mentors to young people and that can save us money. And a volunteer is worth about $50 an hour in terms of what the government would allocate if you were looking for a grant in terms of what you have as part of your volunteer base. So there's there's simple things and, and the chapter have jumped on that. We developed a new program and I really, we had a young person who was suicidal and I wanted to run this program and I really find it hard to ask but I said would any of you know could anyone donate something so we could run it and one of our sorry it still cracks me up but one of our chapter members immediately threw money at us and said where can I give it to you how do I pay you Um, it's of course tax deductible but he wasn't thinking about that and I wasn't thinking about that but what it did is enabled us to run a special program for this young person who's doing really well, better than I am at the minute. Um, but, but that was the sort of thing. I wasn't expecting it. I don't usually like to ask, like, bring me your money. Um, but it worked without any sort of embarrassment and I normally wouldn't have done that. The other thing is we asked for a specific referral to a local organisation that we wanted to potentially look at joint venturing with. One of the chapter members works with that closely with that organisation and he could immediately give us an introduction to the director and those negotiations are really strong and continuing so at that level we've got a potential joint venture which um, will be great from an educational perspective Um, and then we've got simple things our um, the plumber in our chapter is a great guy and he was the person that was on the membership committee interviewing me Um, and he's linked us to another charity which I'm now um, Um, part of their executive to help them grow, Um, but they've donated thousands of dollars worth of product and and things for our wider community. We help parents that may be struggling, and so they've donated clothes, hampers, um, Christmas presents, Mother's Day presents, Easter presents, which are worth thousands of thousands of dollars to us that we'd otherwise have to purchase. So from that simple introduction, and the introduction came about through um, Rob Hesketh, he um, was accosted by this older lady when he was relaxing, having lunch, and she said, oh, would you do some pro bono plumbing for us? And that was the other organisation, and Rob did, but he said only if you can help this organisation and he introduced Centre for Hope to the other not-for-profit. So, you know, they're just, a, a you know, there's four or five ways in six months that has helped us grow, but in return we can still make ref- referrals to 
everyone in there from getting a loan for a vehicle to, you know, machine and equipment for what we need using the finance brokers, all of those things, you know, and plus referrals outside because we've got a board of seven. So we've got seven referral points within our board plus, you know, up to 20 to 30 volunteers and as well as, you know, about 10 um, casual staff members that we bring as part of our referral network to the chapter that I'm in. Wow, amazing. Well, this is a really great explanation of, of, of how a, a not-for-profit charity can actually can actually work our BNI system. A lot of people come up to me and say, well, why have you sort of opened up? Why has BNI opened up a spot in all the chapters for this? And we can see the benefits there. And uh, I can see your passion right through for, for your cause, Geraldine, and you are the right person to be doing this by the looks of it. And, uh, and even some of the things like, uh, you know, volunteers, you know, I wouldn't have thought of that, you know, um, having volunteers, saving money on that. Um, and, you know, and those other things that make it worthwhile, you know, the alliance thing and, uh, and doing good for someone is always something that comes into it. But uh, some of the things you've mentioned is really, you know, it's really, and it sounds like a really worthwhile charity um, for what you're doing as well. Um, and you've had a bit of an alliance with the BNI Australia Foundation as well through this. Well, yeah, I saw a newsletter came out and Pauline, you know, sort of put a call out for, for people that may be potential board members. I contacted her immediately and chatted with her last week because my, when you're talking about supporting schools and that's what the foundation is looking at, that's what we do. We support young people in schools. I just thought the synergy of me being able to support the board in some way, either as an advisor or on the board, just made sense. And when I spoke to Pauline, she sort of directed me to other things like you guys as well, you know, and through Kristen, it gave me an opportunity that I can do more. And I do a lot, yes, but there's always more that you can do. And if the BNI Foundation has got such a noble sort of um, ideology, if I can support that in some way, then then that's also me giving back to BNI and what BNI is trying to achieve as a whole. Yeah, and uh, just to um, clear that up, Pauline Marcou is the uh, is the chair of the BNI Australia Foundation. Is actually Frederick Marcou's partner, um, based in based in WA. That's the Pauline we're talking about there. So, uh, and you also had uh, Dr. Ivan Meiser as a bit of your uh, a bit of an inspiration for you to uh, to to be where you are now. I think so, because if I look at what it was like 10 years ago, and we joke about the CDs, but there was still that education and, and there was still that dream of Dr Meisner to, to grow, to do what he's doing, to bring it to as many countries as possible. And when I listened to a podcast just recently, he said that the template works no matter where, it just needs to be adjusted for the place that it's being delivered. So across, you know, 70 plus countries. And I thought, you know what, Centre for Hope has that wish. You know, I have that dream that we do more, that we, you know, encourage young people wherever they are, but with their needs. And and I, as a coach, one time I coached a young man in Kenya. He was in a refugee camp. He still is in that refugee camp. 
But in coaching him, he now has developed sustainable pathways for that refugee camp where they have food, they have schools, they have um, businesses. And he did that. I didn't do anything other than coach him. He did the rest. But the power of coaching just it just reminded me and listening to what B&I's achieved, it's that power of intention, of bringing like-minded people together and creating something even bigger than you expect to create. So if, you know, I have a lot of mentors and people that I've turned to in my life to develop Centre for Hope, but if I look at someone who's, a you know, an unsolicited mentor and just in watching what he's done with his passion, his inspiration, what his family's done to support and, you know, what his wife did in setting up the foundation before a death, it, you know, to me, it just resonates with what I'm trying to do at Centre for Hope and gives me that little glimmer of hope that, you know, that worldwide possibility is there for the work that we're doing. Well, that's a, uh, that's a great story, uh, Geraldine, and, um, and we're really uh, respectful and uh, thankful of uh, what uh, Dr Ivan Meissen set up for, uh, for us as well here. Um, just before we wrap things up, we always ask all our guests on our podcast what would be uh, one tip you'd be able to share with our members for success in B&I. Would you like to share that with us, please? Yeah, for me, it's it's relinking to the core values, and it's and it's those core values stand the test of time. And invoking those core values again and remembering them, connecting to the people in your chapter, recognising them for what they're doing, encouraging others, the education, um, that continuous learning. I don't think any of us could ever be without. And and the givers gain that always resonated with me. It's one of the I think the reasons Centre for Hope started. Um, but I think the core values for me is the it's the linchpin to why I came back. It was the linchpin of why I went and started in the first place, and it certainly was the key to Centre for Hope starting. What a fantastic story. Uh, Brennan, I don't know about you. I mean, you, you probably wouldn't get me to a Bunnings barbecue as a volunteer because they try that at school all the time. But I'm always one of the first ones if someone comes in with a raffle book from their kid's school or someone's doing a marathon or doing, um, you know, the, the biggest morning tea, I'm very, very happy to donate or do what I can or attend something like that. So the very simplest form, um, B&I members are big-hearted, they are generous, and they are always wanting to contribute to the community Having charities as part of our, our chapters now is giving us an opportunity to get to know the charity or the non-for-profit personally, understand the work that they're doing, and then when we actually give our time or our, or our money or our attention or even just introducing, you know, people that you might need to meet, we're doing it because we really know the good work that you're doing. I think it just takes, takes what we do to another level. Yeah, for sure. And um, it's it's been great, Geraldine, explaining how it works for you and how it works for Centre for Hope today and uh, and giving our members uh, a lot of insight into, uh, well, the fantastic work you do in your local community, but also uh, how they can get other not-for-profit uh, charities involved in their local group and the difference they can make in the local community. And uh, once we get to the point of abundance, abundance in groups and we can make a difference in the local community, uh, the community looks on the uh, the people in B&I a lot, a, a, a lot higher. And, uh, and in turn, the benefit from that, the flow-on effect is 
uh, those members get a lot of lot more visibility and credibility, and uh, and um, people are actually drawn to people with that with those sorts of um, ethics and doing the right thing for and helping build the local community. So it, it works circular, and uh, and it's it's another way we can actually um, yeah as business people we can give back uh, when we get to that point. So. Geraldine, just before we uh, just before we uh, wrap this up with you today, where can people find you or contact you? Um, the best way is to look at our website, which is www.centerforhope.com. Um, we're also on Facebook, so like us on Facebook, Centre for Hope, and and reach out to us um, through the the website or through our BNI link um, through BNI Thrive. Um, we're there to help no matter where you are and to support young people and their families. Thanks Thank very much for being with us today. Thank you. Brent, I am I'm so grateful that you were able to tee up uh, Geraldine being with us today because I I can't wait till we get more non-for-profits uh, as part of our BNI region where I am, let alone all the way across Australia. But I also think that um, we we just offer so much value to the member who would represent that non-for-profit. And I know that we probably need to clarify for some people who are still a little bit unsure about it. But when a non-for-profit joins us, the member needs to be a BNI member. So they're not representing just the non-for-profit. They're also, as a member, standing their own, holding their own, meeting the BNI expectations, turning up to the meetings, the power of one, and all of that kind of thing. So the, the benefit to the member as well, growing as a business person and growing their network is also as beneficial as it is to the non-for-profit organisation. Oh, the, the member gets all the opportunities a member does with personal development opportunities through Business Builder. We no longer have CDs, so don't worry about that. Um, but uh, everything's on, you know, Business Builder, which has got over 10,000 hours worth of personal development on it. Uh, they get that. They get the connections through the uh, through the group and uh, and meeting with uh, the other people within the chapter and the connections that can connect them to their networks as well and as we've heard from today you know it's uh, it's it's having that those connections and and being able to connect with the people you need through the chapter which is a real benefit for the uh, for the not not-for-profit charity within the group and uh, and that's what they get out of it and what the group gets out of it is the connections they bring to the table as well. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that actually as Geraldine was going through all of the different ways that her chapter has supported her. I would not have thought about the introductions because I don't think we think about non-for-profits. We often think about give us gain, how much can we give and it's not normally in that context. But I do have a question for you. Do you actually have a CD player? Yeah, my car still has one. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a computer here that still has one, but, um, I wish, yeah. I wish everyone could have seen your face when you were talking about those CDs. It was a glowing. You were just talking about that gold, like you just picked that CD up for the very first time. It, they, they were gold and uh, and they, they taught us a, a lot about uh, B&I in the early days and how to work them. Because in the old days, a lot of those CDs actually came from uh, presentations at the at the national and 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 global conferences, and a lot of those things were were out of reach uh, for us way back for us way back when, and we we couldn't go every year 
uh, like we did a little bit further on. So even as a um, uh, for the first like eight years or so, I was I was in BNI as an assistant director. I wasn't going overseas to the uh, to the global conference, but I could get all these great presentations, uh, come back on CDs and listen to them driving around the car, and and upskill myself from it, which was which was huge benefit. And I used to actually copy those CDs and, and give them out to members. And we used to have a actually have a CD library in the in the chapter box where members could actually take a CD, go and listen, bring it back, and pull out another one. Really? Yep. BNI has been ahead of its time in terms of training, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And we actually went to the next level at one stage in the new member packs where we put all those audio files onto a USB years ago and put them with a new member pack. Amazing. Well, what's your tip for the week? So um, today my tip is I'd like to talk about uh, culture in your chapter. And um, Peter Drucker, uh, the famous Peter Drucker quote is, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So the culture your chapter will determine the success no matter how effective your strategy is. So your chapter may be going through the motions and ticking all the boxes with the traffic lights, et cetera, but if your culture is poor, you won't you won't get to where you need to be, you won't reach your goals, you won't be in the upper echelons of, of the chapters. So, um, yeah, culture is really key here and, and culture in your chapter is something you need to work on. And if something's not to your liking in, the, in your chapter's culture, you know, Bring it up with your membership committee or your uh, or your direct consultant, and let's see what we can do to work it. It does take time to change cultures within a chapter. It does take a long time. Uh, culture can take years to develop, but it it can be um, it can you can go backwards overnight virtually by someone doing the wrong thing. So uh, that's my tip for this week. Uh, you know, chapters with a strong culture are the most successful in our organisation. So always remember that when um, you know when you, you when you're in the chapter meeting and uh, you feel the need to maybe make a bit of a you know bit, bit of an off joke or, uh, or 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 have a think about something before you actually add it to the meeting and say okay what's this going to add to our culture uh, if it's going to be negative refrain <laughs> basically. <laughs> That's the nice way of saying we're going to wrap up episode number 48 of BNI, The Australian Story. We are absolutely delighted to have had Geraldine with us today. Thanks, Brent. We'll see you the same time next week. See you next week.